You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, Adam. Cam Whitmore, my rookie. The guy who, when we were doing these shows before the draft, I was foolishly, by the way, I'll add this. I'll, I'll use this as a, or I'll qualify foolishly. I was advocating for the Rockets to draft number four overall. You know, now I say foolishly, not because he wasn't worthy, but because he was picked. He was, they were able to get him at 20. You know, it would have been ridiculous to draft a guy at four that you could have got at 20, as we've discussed before. But, you know, Cam Whitmore, the, the draft steal, I would say, the rookie I've been most intrigued to see, has been pretty good. Wouldn't you say he's been pretty good in the times he's had to play? Tari Eason's been hurt. Um, Cam Whitmore's had to step up, is it particularly last night or you know uh, Wednesday night in in, in the uh, in the game against the Bulls. He looks like he belongs, man. He looks like you know I don't want to oversell it or overstate it or anything, but at the very least, like you know, early in the season we're like, hey man, he needs to get some time in the G league, just be able to play all of that. Like to me, all that conversation is over with that guy needs to be, if you're serious about winning games and you want players that can come in and impact the game on both ends of the floor, I feel like Cam Whitmore has got to be somewhere on the list. Well, he's shooting well, he's shooting 42% from three, which is not a number that I would have expected. He's really confident with that shot. Um, he's, and he's taking advantage of this opportunity that he's gotten. And I think the the big thing for him and we'll wait and see how this shakes out once Dylan Brooks comes back because he's kind of gotten those minutes and you look at how things turned out yesterday where it's Tate who started and then all of a sudden it is uh, – then uh, Whitmore was the first guy off the bench coming in for Jabari Smith, allowing Tate to go to the four. Then in the second half, it was Jeff Green who started, but it was Whitmore who finished the game in that in that spot. And so I'll be very interested to see. I asked Ime Yudoka about this last night. Are they going to do something with just the starting lineup um, moving forward, at least until Dylan Brooks gets back? And we'll have to wait and see on that because Yudoka wouldn't commit to anything or at least not disclose anything about that. So I'll be interested to see how that looks. I'll be interested to see what happens with the minutes. And this is not just Brooks who's out, but also Tari Eason. And so that's kind of the minutes that Whitmore is getting right now. Uh, but the one thing that I think will really be, and I thought this was really big for Whitmore last night, was the defense. And I think that's been one of the reasons why they've been hesitant to put him on the floor. They know he can score the ball. He's shooting it well. He's in, he's, he's got a lot. He shoots the ball with confidence. Um, not quite a playmaker yet. You know, he's not a guy who's going to, you know, create shots for for his teammates. But defensively, the fourth quarter last night was incredibly encouraging, and, and I think it's why he closed the game. And we talked about Jabari Smith spending a lot of time on DeRozan. It was really Whitmore who spent most of the time on DeRozan in the fourth quarter of that game. And Whitmore fell for a pump fake. It was the very first possession of the first quarter. Whitmore falls for a pump fake on DeRozan, gets called for the foul. At that, from that point on, 
he stuck with DeRozan and he did not, DeRozan didn't make a field goal the rest of the game after that, uh, you know, in the fourth quarter. Um, and the, the primary defender was Whitmore and he was able to stay with him. He was able to force him into tough shots. He didn't foul him. Uh, he had one strip that was at the rim. So the fact that he was able to hang defensively the way that he did against DeMar DeRozan in crunch time, that shows you a lot just of what he could be moving forward. Yeah, man. Yeah, for sure. I, I'm I'm interested to see what the log jam at that, you know, sort of call it wing position that, you know, that sort of three position, what, what it's going to look like when you have everybody healthy, Dylan Brooks, Tari Eason, Cam Whitmore, you know, you've got Jalen Green doing some things well on the floor, but just not scoring the ball in, in the way that you want from somebody who's got his player profile. So like we're something's got to give and, and where does it give, you know, you, you figure it's not going to give with Dylan Brooks. If he's healthy, Tari Eason is, is impossible to keep off the floor for what all that he gives you. And so where's it going to give, where's it going to give. And I think they, uh, I think it's one of those good problems to have, you know, where you've got this guy who you weren't really expecting much from, or weren't really sure what you could expect from for as young as he is. Um, you know, that's a, that to me, that's excess talent right now, or or you know, a, a surplus of a, of a position for me right now. And it gives you options moving forward when you're trying to build out the roster. Like if you, let's just play the hypothetical with Jalen Green. Like if you don't think that Jalen Green is worth really investing in in the future, you don't have to now because you have a guy right about playing right behind him who could be who could wind up being that guy. And so you could just elevate Cam Whitmore. And now all of a sudden, Cam Whitmore is getting those minutes, and maybe you do something with Jalen Green. It's just a hypothetical that you throw out there, but I do think that that's something that organizationally you do have to think about. Um, and you are trying to figure out who are the guys that we're going to build this roster around moving forward. You know, I think that Jabari Smith is one, Chengun is one, Eason would be one, and then you have these two rookies who, you know, we've seen, we haven't seen a whole lot of them in Thompson. We haven't seen a whole lot of Whitmore yet, but could those guys find their way? And then you have, you know, veterans like Dylan Brooks and Fred Van Bleet that are still around. So it's, uh, it gives you options. You're not backed into a corner when it comes to signing some of these guys who maybe you're not a hundred percent sold on yet. So I, I think that having Whitmore and then they're going to wind probably wind up getting a lottery pick from Brooklyn, you know, this year, I mean, they, they lose their pick to, to Oklahoma city in all likelihood, but Brooklyn got beat again in what I think the Nets are 16 and 22, something like that. So there's a good chance that they are still going to wind up with a lottery pick in this draft. And so that could be another guy. So like, it's nice to have talent because it gives you options. It gives you depth. And then it makes some of the tough decisions maybe a little bit easier because you don't feel like you're backed into a corner. And that matters as you're building out this roster because of the new CBA and the second apron and all the penalties that come with that. Now maybe you don't have to, you know, go over that second apron. And, you know, even though we're years and years away from having to worry about that. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Like you mentioned, we haven't seen as much from Amon Thompson, but is it childish that I've already simulated uh, in my mind? This is before we did the podcast a couple of days ago. I thought about this 
Um, maybe it was last night when Cam Whitmore was uh, was balling defensively, but I've already actually simulated in my mind, simulated in my mind, a Rockets draft picks future starting lineup of Thompson, Whitmore, Eason, Smith, and Shingoon. Like, and it's not like I'm just trying to get rid of the veterans. I'm just thinking of like of a, a core five. And like, I don't know, because Jalen Green is still arguably the most talented of them all. But I'm at a point of kind of like, well, where does that where does that exactly fit into things? You know, um, and not really being sure of that. I don't know if they're sure that I would, I would say they're probably not sure of that at this point. But I've already I feel like it's childish. But maybe not, because you got to start thinking about thinking in those terms, how they can't keep all of these guys. Somebody's got to go at some point. Who's it going to be? I wouldn't have guessed that that would be the way I'd go or the the way I would think about it, you know, this this far into it. But that's that's my five man simulation of what the future could look like. Now, obviously, that that's a little presumptuous because Thompson's got to prove and figure out and show a lot more before I'm talking about him as a starting point guard in this league. But I mean, he was drafted, I would assume or imagine to be something like that. So I, I thought about it. I've, I've, I've put that lineup in my head. I don't know. I'm sure they have to. I'm sure Rafael Stone has thought about that lineup as well. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, yeah, man, I, I, <laughs> I think this is a this is a, an exciting time, and they're right around. What do you think about this? You know where they are right now. This five hundred record, tenth um, place. They'd be right there in the thick of the play in. This has got to be right along the lines, just kind of scrappy. You know, not really necessarily sure they could win or lose any given night, but you don't you don't go into it feeling like they don't have a chance almost ever. You know, would you say to kind of put a bow on this that the that the Rockets for all of their ups and downs are right around close to roundabout where they should be or where they hope to be? Yeah, I mean, five hundred. I, I think that they would take that for a team that lost sixty games last year and sixty two the year before. They would have lost sixty had they played a full eighty two games. I think that they would probably take this. They are right in the thick of the play-in, and it's it's going to be really tough to make the play-in in the West. Uh, just, you know, obviously Memphis drops out with the Morant injury, but Utah's playing really well, and now all of a sudden they're in the thick of it. You have the Warriors, and right now Rockets sitting in 10th place, just two games up on the Jazz in the loss column for 11th. So uh, every game matters. Like, every game is important, and that's what is kind of, for them, I'm sure disappointing about last night because – it looked like they were going to steal that game. And then all of a sudden they get hit with a nine Oh run in overtime. And then you lose that game. But um, the, uh, the schedule is, you know, the schedule is what it is when you play in the West and they're done with Denver, but they still got a bunch of games left with Minnesota, a bunch of games left with Oklahoma city Clipper. You know, they play all these teams a lot. So uh, it's, if they do want to be in the play in, it's not going to be easy to get there and they're going to have to play well and they're going to have to go out and earn that because it's going to take, you know, again, they're 18 and 18 right now. You're probably going to need at least 40, 41 wins just to get into the play in. And that's what, that's why this whole, you know, I think that they wanted to be in the play in and, and that was kind of the plan going in, but getting there is really difficult. And the fact that they are in it right now, here we are on January 11th, almost at the halfway point. 
I think it speaks to the fact that they can't get there and they've got that opportunity. You know, we'll see what happens at the deadline. They do have ways to add to the roster if they feel like they need to, but it's, it's there for them. And that's not something that you could have said January 11th, 2023 or January 11th, 2022. Like, so this is new territory for them. And I'm sure that for the guys that have been here the last couple of years, this is fun. The fact that they are in the, they are right there in the mix at this point of the year. 